It is Monday, February 6th. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you if you are just tuning in last night. It was a victory for the Gold Coast Titans against the West Tigers. 22-10 to 10 there at Leichhardt Oval. By the way, the bunker wasn't used. Uh, there were technical issues. So the referees coach, Shane Hayne, who was at the ground, had to video ref from inside the ground there at Leichhardt. But, uh, yeah, the bunker was out of use there. But in the end... Uh, not, not a real factor at all, thank goodness. So 22 to 10, the Titans beating the Tigers. And, of course, the Dolphins yesterday, 28 to 18, the real shock against the Roosters in front of 32,177 for the inaugural NRL match at Suncorp Stadium. Now, just some news from overseas. This is un- unreal news, in fact. Uh, Woj, who's the NBA reporter for ESPN, has just tweeted out a matter of minutes ago, the Washington Wizards are signing Sydney Kings forward Xavier Cooks, uh, MVP of the National Basketball League in Australia, to a deal through the 2023-24 season. So he'll join the Wizards as soon as the Kings complete play in the NBL finals this week, comes to the NBA on a contract buyout, becomes the fifth player in five years to make the leap from that organisation, being the NBL, to the NBA. So that's great news. Xavier Cooks gets a contract with the Wizards in the NBA. Well, is this the last time we've seen Xavier Cooks play for the Kings? Because he's injured at the moment. Yes, he got injured in the game yesterday. So so he's injured in that game, and there's three games to go in the best of five, or there could be only two games to go. But if he's got an injury, do do you think he'd be rushing back and putting that deal at risk? I'm sure the competitor he is, he'll try and get on the court. I'm sure you'll try and get he on the court, He signed a yes. two-year deal. Sorry, but but, but if, if, if you haven't got that deal, mm. you'll play it possibly 85%. Mm. But, oh, but are you going to... Are you going to play it 85% that. if yeah. you've got that deal sitting there? Oh. He'll play. You reckon? He'll play. Righto. I'm just throwing it out there, Mido. If you've got that offer from... Well, Washington like side, all right, a two-year deal, hmm. that's fine. But you're carrying some sort of injury. You'd like to think he's playing. Yeah, but if you didn't have that deal in the NBA, oh, no brainer. You're, you're playing at 85, no 90%. But would you do yeah. that if you put at risk that deal? Well, I'm backing him to make the right call. Well, you haven't answered my question. I <laughs> know oh, I haven't. <laughs> because... I mean, you've given the the full doomsday scenario, haven't yeah. you, really? I'm going benefit of the doubt. He wants to be a part of this final yeah. series. No doubt he wants to be so a part So I'm of saying, it. yes, he will. Risk it. I think the deal's not about... I don't think the deal would be... You can't, we're not going to buy you if you're injured. I think the deal's been done anyway. What, you don't reckon? I reckon the deal's done. Mate, if he turns up injured, they're not going to take him. I reckon deal's done. They're not taking him if he's injured. I reckon deal's done. I reckon <laughs> he'll be fit. I reckon he'll play... King's on fire. Go he'll, and make your chiching. He'll be fine. Just chill, lots. <laughs> All will be I'm sweet. just asking the question. Fair which, question, which none, too. Of, none of you. Well, you. Fair question. It, you didn't. No. You fair like, question. Put him on the line. Mm. Yeah. I think he's gonna. I think he will play. Yeah, I think he's gonna play. But you can understand if he decided not to because he wasn't a hundred percent fit. You can understand. But I, I, I reckon. I reckon he'll play. I reckon he will. Morning, Buzz. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. 
breaking news, Clarky. What's happened? Um, the Sharks have got their best player back and now they're a different no, team or what is it? No, you're going on and on about the basketball, mate. People want to talk rugby league. Oh, mate, yeah, but they don't but want to listen to you. So exciting, <laughs> they don't want to listen to you. We just gave them five extra minutes without hearing your voice. You want me to pull the ratings out, the little spot we get I at want 10 past you, seven? I want <laughs> you to talk to me about the Sharks. I backed them this year. I like them this year, but, geez, they weren't great, were they? No, they weren't great, but uh, mind you, South were terrific. Yep. And yep. I was going to talk about Lachlan Ilias, their halfback, a, a bit later, but let's get down to the way now. Mm. What a terrific game he had at um, for the Rabbitohs. And there has been a debate for the last 18 months about whether South did the right thing letting Adam Reynolds go and um, for this young halfback and... But while Reynolds is still playing strong at uh, the Broncos, you get a much better understanding of why South made that decision. And he's not that right side that he was directing. They scored four tries there on the Sharks, and he was he was just sensational. He really was. But apart from him, he's such a competitor. And I'll take you back to when Ronaldo Molitor was going to score the first try for the Sharks. He was racing down that left wing. He was a dollar one to put the ball down. But Lachlan Elias came from nowhere and just punched the ball out. And it was just one of those plays that turns a game. Two minutes later, he scores individual try himself. And it was a 12-point turnaround. And I'm telling you, this kid is going to be a very, very good halfback. He's growing in confidence. He's got... Cody, Latrell, Cameron Murray, Cookie around him. It'd be very hard to come into a footy team like South with those big names. You agree, Lance? I, I, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, no, I thought he was terrific, Buzz, and you make a really good point. It was always going to take him um, some time to feel comfortable in that setup because you've got so many big personalities in that team. So he's just sort of finding his way. Now he can start to own the team a little bit more. Uh, and he, I, I thought he was uh, tremendous on, on Saturday night, and he's a good defender. He's got a solid kicking game. The other thing that impressed me about Taos was, um, yeah, their ability to go away from the left edge mm. because that's been yes. their strongest asset over the last couple of years is to play down that left side of the field, and teams were starting to work them out a little bit, uh, in particular when big dames, games rolled around. But if they can keep working on that right side, they've got threats all over the park, and... Um, I can understand why plenty of South Sydney supporters are excited this year because they they feel as though they've got the team that can go that one step better. Uh, there are arch rivals, though, Buzz. Look, actually, we won't talk about the arch rivals. Let's start with talking about the Dolphins mm. yes. because game one brilliant. of their existence in the NRL, they were absolutely brilliant. They were outstanding, guys, and they turned up far more aggressive, far hungrier than the Roosters, and... Their defence was so strong and the errors they were forcing, it gave the Roosters only 37% of the territory. Now, that, that's quite a remarkable difference in a game of rugby league. Um, I, I'm sitting here, uh, this time last week, we had valuations in the Daily Telegraph for the rosters. And we had the Roosters, on paper, worth $4 million more than the Dolphins but rugby league games are not decided on paper. That Felice Kafusi's defence yesterday was as punishing as I've seen for a long, long time. 
I'll tell you something about Police Kapusi. I've never, ever been a huge fan because over the years he's had far too many cheap shots in his game and has done some things I don't like. But I'll tell you what, his game yesterday, he just kept bending Roosters players in half. He was outstanding. He deserved the the Arthur Beetson medal. I thought Jeremy Marshall King at hooker, round one, Give him three points, though, in the first round to buy the year because he, he was just terrific. And I think Sean O'Sullivan, who has always filled in really well for young Cleary at Penrith over the years, he's now got his own football team to, in charge of, and I thought he was terrific the way he stood him around the park, kicked, directed, and there was nothing fluky about that Dolphin side. They were easily the best team. I spoke to the guys at the TAB last night. They're in from $81 to $51 to win the comp. That won't be happening, but it's an interesting fluctuation. The top four, they're in from $7 to $4. And the Wooden Spoon, interestingly, they were $2 favourites, almost losses, and they're now out to $4. So it's, it's just a huge thing for Redcliffe, for the NRL, for Wayne Bennett, and for a group of 17 players who turned up yesterday and put on a great show. What about the Roosters, Buzz? What does it say about uh, where they're at? I know it's only the first game, and they've got a phenomenal squad, but as Loz mentioned, it, it, it's not their first poor poor performance. No. Uh, Clarky, they went to this game at $1.11 favourites, yeah. and as I said on paper, they should have won, and won clearly, and their rates were only 63%. They hadn't, no Hargreaves, no Manu, but at the end of the day, really no excuses. And while it's interesting, you and everyone else said, oh, it's only round one. But, you know, when you get towards the end of the season, the back end, and this happened to the Roosters last year, they had to win eight from nine or seven from nine to make the top four. That's when these losses become really, really costly. The games you are supposed to win are required wins to be there at the business end of the season. And they're a great football club and they've got the Warriors this week who are vastly improved. But look, I think they've got a lot of problems. For starters, they've got Matt Lodge um, facing surgery on a fracture in his face. Um, I hope, hopefully they'll get Joey Manu back this week um, and Hargreaves, but um, they've got a lot of work to do, the Roosters. It's very unlike them not turning up for a game of football, and uh, they, they were out in spoos yesterday by a hungry outfit. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Buzz. It's, well, it is a little bit of a concern I have with the Roosters. I've got them winning the comp, and I'm not going to change after one, one week. Game, yeah. But that... that that game in the semi-final last year where they lost their way, that was a un roosters like performance under Trent Robinson, and yesterday was the same. So their last two games, meaningful games for me, they just haven't been the Roosters that we've come to expect. Mm. Ah. So, so, so when you drill down on that, that's where I'm thinking, oh, geez, well, where, where are this Roosters club at? But you, Laurie, put Lodge, Radley, Collins, Brandon Smith, they're, they're, they're huge names and tough players. And I, I couldn't believe the way they were destroyed by Red. There was 
you know, they, they, they weren't just beating on the scoreboard. They were beating for aggression. Fusi, do you agree? What a, what a game he had. Oh, he's, he was outstanding. Oh, I've never seen the Roosters make as many mistakes. You know, they nah. just kept turning the ball over. And even guys like James Tedesco, who I love, just made that poor error playing the ball. Uh, they're out and they just looked out on their feet, out enthused. And is it just, is it, but is that not a great example? Like you're talking about superstar players making mm. errors. To me, that's yeah, just game time. Like you just yeah. give them three weeks and see if they're, and, and the Roosters are probably a team that can mm. afford a slow start, can't they? Oh, uh, well, as I said last yeah. year, they couldn't park here. Yeah. They, they didn't make the fall because they lost games early on. Are they a better and team this year than last year, though, Buzz? Yeah, I think they should be, yeah. but we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. What I noticed yesterday, and it's a really, really old saying, a champion team will always be the team of champions, and that's mm. what we saw yesterday. Well, it looked like the Roosters have just put a team together. Mm. And the Dolphins yes. had been around for 10 years. That's what it looked like in their performance. Now, one game. Dolph- let's get, if gonna... this game is in round six, yeah. don't tell me the Dolphins are beating the Roosters. I don't think oh, they will be. Champion Clark. team versus this that superstar. No. Roosters are flogging them in round yeah, six. Yeah, no, I agree so with that's that. what I'm probably just cutting them some slack going, okay, hmm. I know you can't take any game for granted. I'm taking nothing away from the Dolphins. Hmm. They deserve so much credit. Yeah. And I'm really happy for them. But I just think the Roosters, yeah, maybe it is. Just that, that mental space where you just go, you know what? We're going to get into the season. Rather than a team like, to me, the Tigers, yesterday needed to feel like a grand final. Yeah, but the other one was the Roosters were talking about how they wanted to start the season fast. Because yeah, okay. their, their previous seasons, they've started, started slow. slow. yeah, yeah. Okay. And coming off the back of that semi-final performance, hmm. I, I was expecting the Roosters to be... Lot, lot, not at their lot, best, but a lot, lot better. Lot better. Is, is, what's their, lot what's better. their coach saying today? Is he steaming? Well, I tell you, he would be. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I reckon he would be. I, I, I think he'd definitely be going, well, we prepared really well for this game, what's and happened? something happened. Yeah, okay. Okay. Interesting to watch them next week be the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the West Tigers, Clarkie. Yeah, we were. Uh, it didn't, uh, didn't make my Sunday enjoyable. Put it that way. Buzz? Hey, uh, Loz. You'll know better than this, but I cannot believe they didn't start Appy Coruscant. Mm. And I know a lot of coaches for their little hookers and creative players um, wait for the sting to be out of the mm. game before they bring them onto the park, but I could not believe their gun signing, their new skipper, don't know if it was Tim Sheens or Benji Marshall's decision, but I think it was a major, major blunder not having him out there for the full game. Yeah, I think it's a weird one as well. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think it, we all agree that, it, that it's weird. Uh, I, I will say this. The, the coach has got a better handle on how the players are travelling in terms of their fitness leading up to the game. Now, Tim's saying that he wasn't fit, so I'm going to take him on face value. Personally, I, I think I, I would have started happy. He's the captain. They've announced him as the big signing. Had to start him, Laurie. Had to start him. Start him and away you go. Um, But, yeah, I think everyone was shocked when you see Appy Corusau on the bench. Um, But I thought the young player that uh, started early, Jake Simpkin, was pretty good. But he's not Appy Corusau. He's not your your captain. He's not an origin hooker. uh, uh, I, I really thought that was a mistake. And... Look, again, it's round one, and it would be silly. This game they got next weekend against uh, the Knights is huge. Mm. 
huge for a couple of reasons because Jackson Race, Jackson Hastings is coming home to Leichhardt Oval to play against them, and um, they preferred Brooks to Hastings. Um, the Knights desperately wanted Brooks. I thought he was probably a six point five yesterday out of ten against the Titans, and they've also got Dave Clemmer, West Tigers front row against the club he left. So. Much, much interest in that game next weekend. I'll tell you what I did love over the weekend, Buzz. I love the fact that we got really good crowds, and in particular, the Leichhardt Oval and Brookvale Oval, just to see the hills awesome. packed. Shark Park sold Shark, out too. Shark man. Park, yeah. I, I, I love that. So good. But it was good to see footy back and people turn up. Mm. What yeah. it showed me is the government have got to start spending money on these suburban venues. It's where people want to watch their rugby league. It's great to have Arliance and a billion dollars and Acor, but there is nothing like suburban ground rugby league. What did you make of these coaches talking about, you know, the independent doctor after the games, Buzz? Yeah, um, really interesting. I've written about it today. I'm on the NRL side. Um, I'd rather see them be safe than sorry in dragging players off the football field. I'd rather doctors make a mistake in getting a player off rather than make a mistake in leaving them out there. I think the coaches and Callan Ponger's reaction were a typical of a problem we have having the game that we have to change, that sort of mentality. You guys, I heard you earlier arguing about the independent doctor and it should be left to the club doctor. Laurie, you've been on the sideline for a rugby league game in the past. Mm. And club doctors are so busy doing stitches, organising with physios, treatments for players. They might have two or three off at one time. They often miss the collision. They don't get a chance. And that's why a really experienced doctor is in the bunker to adjudicate not on whether the player is taken out of the game, but whether the player requires a HIA. And I support that a thousand percent, as I've written today. If this had been around in the old days, this and it wasn't around in any sport, I wouldn't have visited so many ex-players who are really struggling in nursing homes in recent years. Mm. I agree, however, with what you said about the consistency and some players are being allowed to stay on the field where others aren't. But, Laurie, everything in rugby league is inconsistent. Yes, or forward passes. Some were forward, some weren't. Different games, different venues. It's something we're just going to have to accept, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we need to get it right because I, I agree with you, Buzz, in terms of uh, looking after the player because we know for so long players have tried to... You know, lie their way through a game and say that they're not concussed or you know had any symptoms where they have, and we need to protect the player from themselves. Uh, and again, the independent doctor is good. Me personally, I think they they need to be at the ground rather than being in a bunker. But Adam and yourself have explained that they've got more angles to look at. But yeah, I, exactly. I, you know, yeah. I, but I, I still think it for me personally that that doctor at the ground having a look uh, could get. A, a, a better better look and they, they had the screens and that there I think in the past didn't they didn't they used to have the little bunker set up there on the on the ground but anyway I, I'd like to see that but I'd also want to see uh, not well I don't want to see it but if it happens the consistency of the independent bunker no. looking at Correct. players when we see two blokes 
clash heads. You can't have one come off and one stay on the field. I don't think. No, but and and I've mentioned this before, Laurie. With the athlete getting so bigger, stronger, faster, the collisions are going to get greater. Mm. And in twenty years' time, we need to be so on top of getting players off the park. Agree. When they've had a bump, yeah. And um, and I can understand what happened with Ponga. He was sick last year after three or four games, and. Um, if, he's, if he takes a, a heavy knock and he's on the ground, he's got to come off. And it, it just doesn't matter. What the, as I wrote this morning, the, the independent does, doctor doesn't look at the scoreboard or the clock. He, he doesn't look at the player's name. He just gets them off, whoever it is. It's just great to have it back, Buzz. Have a great week. Yeah, you too, guys. Cheers. Bye. This morning in the Premier League, Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. And in the other game this morning, it was 2-2 between Nottingham Forest and Everton. Gee, Everton looking grim. They've got a big relegation battle ahead of them. Need to string some wins together. 2-2 against Forest, but 7-0 at Anfield. Wow. Uh, now, also overnight, Formula One season opener in Bahrain. And it was Max Verstappen beating Sergio Perez. So a Red Bull Quinella. Fernando Alonso finished third. In his Aston Martin and Oscar Piastri, the young Aussie on debut, unfortunately an electrical fault, saw an early retirement after 15 laps. He was going pretty well too at the time, but uh, it ended in a DNF, sadly, for the Aussie in his debut. Yesterday in the Super Rugby, Super Round in Melbourne, the Brumbies, fantastic win for them against the Blues, 25-20. The Reds beat the Force, 71-20. The Waratahs beat the Drua. The Fijian Drew were on Saturday, 46-17. Uh, the Rebels lost to the Hurricanes, 39-33. to The big talking point to come out of that game. All Blacks forward, Artie Surveyor. He apologised after making a throat-slitting gesture when he was yellow-carded, to be fair, and he could yet be uh, cited and miss some matches. But uh, to be fair, Sevilla uh, really took ownership and apologised uh, after it. Uh, but, yeah, you, you don't see that too often. He got a yellow card, and he's looked at one of the Rebels players and done the old hand across the throat, mm. menacing stuff. But, uh, yeah, he, he straight after the game uh, fronted Stan Sport and said, look, that, I've done the wrong thing there. Yeah, well handled. Yeah, I for think, sure. Yeah. Owning it, it yeah, just, I don't think there's much just, else you can do there. No, no he's, he's done the wrong thing for yeah, sure. But yeah. don't the All Blacks, or have done in the past, or still do it? Oh, with the Harker. With the Harker? Yeah. Mm. Don't they do a similar that similar action? Yeah, at the end. Mm-hmm. So why is that allowed and we're blowing up about this one? Fair call. I'd guess just culturally with the harker, it's you know part of the part of the act, I suppose. Or, or the... This stuff, I don't, I don't blow up at this stuff because I, oh, I, I didn't like, worry. Like, me. Every no. every single one of us has said something or done something in the heat of the battle that you don't. Yeah. You probably you don't mean it literally. You don't mean it like that. So that's what I'm saying. I reckon how he's handled this is he's made a reaction. Then he's worked out into he's gone. Oh, oh my god! I Hmm. I know how this is going to be perceived. You know what I mean? Like because he's done that. I don't think it. Even me talking about like honestly, why why are we giving this air? (laughs) I don't think he means necessary. Doesn't necessarily mean Hmm. you go. You want to slit someone's throat. Or, you know, you're pissed off at something, you say something out loud, it doesn't actually mean that's, I want to go and burn your house down. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, he handled it beautifully. He's come out, mm. 
remorseful, sorry, apologetic. It, it will give on. It will get a week or two. He'll get right? something. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll have yeah. to. But, but, I, even, I just, but even that to me, Lawrence, like to, just get, just fine him. You yeah, know, you shouldn't, yeah, uh, shouldn't miss a game for that. Um, Mate, give him a give him a hefty fine. Like, and I, I again, I love the fact when someone does do something mm-hmm. that they go, okay, I understand how it's going to be taken. Put your hand up. Cop it on the chin, take your fine, move forward. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I agree yeah. with that, but I, I just want to know why it's acceptable with that. In a yeah, marker, fair question. Can't do it one on one. One on one. Yeah, fair question. Uh, the Sydney Kings yesterday levelled the grand final series one all with the Breakers in New Zealand. Game two, eighty one seventy four. But they did lose Xavier Cooks and Derek Walton Jr. to injuries during the match, so their fitness will be tracked during the week. Game three is Friday night back in Sydney, and uh, we had the news just, just before. Sorry. Go for it. I just it. want to stop you for it. You know, like, when you give someone the bird? Yeah. Why is that so bad, but you can tell someone to F off and that play on? Do you know what I Like, if, 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 you're, uh, if you're a... let's say, I think there's been a number of... Like, a, a, a league player to someone in the crowd, crowd or a yeah. cricketer or someone to the... If they give you the bird, mm. like, if you give them the bird, you're in trouble. But if you, you just stand something. there and tell them to go and mm. get F, that's... Play, like, uh, what's... Yeah, like is this, is this the actual you know showing someone that you're going to slit their throat versus what have you just said? I want to slit your throat. Would would it be different? Well, it would. Yeah, there, there'd be no sanction. Yeah, if it wasn't picked up by the microphone. Yeah, if it, if it was picked up by the well, microphone. Same result, you reckon? Well, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I think if you, if, if you're picked up by the microphone, if you said you were going to slit someone's throat, you reckon yeah, the same? Yeah, you'd be okay. in trouble. Yeah. Okay, just a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had the news just before of you just tuning in. Xavier Cooks of the Kings has got a contract with the Washington Wizards, a two-year contract over in the NBA. So awesome news for him. But give us a call, 13-53-53. Uh, lots of texts here, 0419767272. Mike, oh, what about that message? Mike Tyson said. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did oh, say that too, didn't you? Uh, we've got Steve. G'day, Steve. Morning to you. <laughs> Hey, boys, geez, you're having a nice in-depth conversation. How oh, good's that? Oh, my God. <laughs> All happening, mate. What's doing? Oh, not a great deal, mate. Not a great deal. Um, heroes and villains. Hero Trent Copeland. Retired on the weekend from first-class cricket. He was good like... Too. He was a true mainstay, I reckon, in New South Wales cricket. Yeah, Took eight for on awesome. debut. Yeah. And, he was, and he wasn't even meant to play that game, apparently. Yeah. Well, I think Copes also got... I think he's testable in Sri Lanka. He might have got five for as well. You knew, yeah, you knew what you got with Copes. He was um very good player for New South Wales. He, he wasn't a, he wasn't quick at all. He reminded me of the modern day Adam Dale. Adam Dale Remember yeah, Adam yeah. Dale for Queensland? Yeah. Copes just hit the seam, just swung it enough, seamed it enough, handy with the bat. Awesome team man. Yeah, he's had a he's had a stellar career. He deserves deserves a lot of respect. And now I think he's, he's working pro- for Channel Seven as well in the cricket, so he's doing yeah. well. He's probably the only, one of the only cricketers in the world that doesn't have a cry about something. It's good. Oh no, he might have. He just mightn't have read about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and the villains, um, to all these so called rugby league experts that are potting teams after round one. I realise that <laughs> I realise that like You've got inches to fill in papers and, and hours to fill on radio, but it's bloody ridiculous, boys. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Tough markers. Know, like, There's some tough I mean, markers I still, out there. I've still got game. hope in my Parramatta-Canterbury grand final. It's three hundred, But I think my $301 is unders now, based on everything I've heard <laughs> on the weekend. 
<laughs> you can come and bet with me, Stevie. <laughs> Minimum bet required, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just like, it's you can't put a team after one round. You know, like, even Belmay yesterday, they showed some good form. They showed some glimpses of something there. It's there like, was something different there yesterday with the Tigers. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. If they hang on to the ball, and I thought they attacked well from out, like, defense like still deep doesn't... inside their own half, just when they got down in good ball, they were just making too many errors, and it was like they just met each other. But I, I, I think you're right, Steve. I, I, I don't think we can get too carried away. But there are some sort of questions that need to be asked because you go, why weren't you ready for round one? when it's such a, an important yeah. game because you, you set the standard for the rest of the year in game one. You know, you, yeah, you the, go, that's our benchmark, that's where we want to be, and anything below where we're at is, is, is not going to be good enough for us this year. And you've worked really hard in the preseason, and then to give some ordinary performances, that's where you lose a little bit of hope. But we are hard. Like, I think we're hard on all of our sporting teams. Like, one bad performance doesn't yeah. make you a bad team. Well, you can't be good or that one pl- What about, what about our hard. chat about Mitchell Moses? After one game, everyone's saying, oh, mate, he's, the Tigers shouldn't want him, and he's, yeah. he's now a $800,000 player. Yeah. Like, mate, come on. He's had a... Uh, like, for me, the stuff about Mitch is more about semi-final, final last year. Dealing with that pressure on that big stage, it's round one this year. Like, cut him some slack. He wasn't the only one that, you know, no, well, I, wasn't at his best. No, well, I've said, I reckon the first month is you'll see yeah. upset results. You'll see yep. results where, you know, a team uh, is expected to win, they, they lose, or a team that you think is going to win really easy, mm. uh, do a job on another team, and, and they, they, they convince you that. They are the real deal. But then mm. the following week, they put in a, a bad performance. So I reckon it takes about a month before you start to, to work out where everyone yeah. is and, and, the player, and how they're positioning yourself to move forward throughout the season. And the player, it, 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 I know you've had a big preseason, but you need game time as well, right? Like to be yeah. your best as a player, not too many players can walk out game one and be at their best straight away. Yeah. So a bit of time for them. Mm. And a lot of these big fish, they don't even play in the troll games. So that is their first game. Yep. Give them two or three games and see how they go. That's what I'm saying. Give the Roosters. Let's see the Roosters play the Dolphins in round six and see if the results are the same. Yeah. And no disrespect to the Dolphins. I just think this Roosters team, all their big fish, mm. they're playing their first game. Like, give them four games together. Good on you, Steve. Thanks for the call, mate. Appreciate it. By the way, um, I've just been told that with the Harker, mm-hmm. the throat-slitting gesture that Used to happen is no longer allowed, so they have eliminated that from. The oh, I think they have got rid of that yep. right here. Yep. I thought they only saved that for special occasions <laughs> against the Aussies. <laughs> yeah. Only allowed against the Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've got Shippo. G'day, Shippo. How are you? Morning, gents. Fantastic. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, hero would have to be. I think the referee that controlled the Warriors Knights game at the weekend. Uh, don't know his name, but I. Thought he'd done a, a fantastic job. You know, he handled the game very well. Uh, treated the players with respect. Uh, even seemed a little apologetic when uh, Ponga had to leave the field. Uh, stamped out any back chat. So I, I don't know. As I said, I don't know his name, but I think he was the pick of the referees for the round. To be fair, uh, I'm just trying to see who it was here. I'll come back to you though. But what about your villain? 
Uh, talking through me pocket, gents, but I'm not <laughs> sure whether the horse or the jockey gets it. But in the last at Ramwick, cost me the treble. Um, oh. to, you know, 20 metres to go and the horse shies. And yeah. Not sure what the jockey's supposed to do in that instance, but um, we even made it worse. The, the declared winner wasn't going to beat the horse that got protested against anyway, but oh, it was gut-wrenching. Yeah, jumped the broom. So Zach Lloyd uh, on that Hawks for, uh, horse for Team Hawks. And, uh, yeah, so it was uh, well, both protests uphill. Uh, yeah, does yeah. he get time for that? So uh, I haven't actually seen. I'll have to go and check that. Not sure. Yeah, so look, look, look as though just the horse shied at yeah. something. So as I said, I'm not sure what the jockey's supposed to do in that instant. Yeah, yeah un- unfortunate. But uh, Jal Lay won the race oh. in the end from Tycoon Evie, and I'm sorry to hear about that, Shippo. And Chris Sutton... What? Was your referee on Friday night, by the way? Chris Sutton was the ref that you're giving. Yeah, done an excellent job. As I said, um, apologetic with the Ponga incident. You know, it was that's taken out of his hands, obviously. Mm. But uh, yeah, I thought he handled the game um, very good. I also thought, and I don't rap him too many times. Was it Ashley Klein? I think it was Ashley Klein did the Melbourne Parramatta game on Thursday night. I think that was the game he did. I, I thought he handled that very well as well. Mm. Yeah, Zach Lloyd handed a five-meeting suspension for uh, that incident in the last there on Jump the Broom, which uh, ended up being relegated to third after the protest in the last race at Randwick on Saturday. And unfortunately for Zach, it means he misses Slipper Day. So he, his suspension commences March 12, and he'll be back March 23. So it's a shame for young Zach, but uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, his horse did appear to shy at something. G'day, uh, Ali Mosley. A very good morning to you. Good morning, Mido. Yeah, he's a confident young rider, isn't he? I listened to him after he won on Louvois in the first, and the intention wasn't to lead, but he said he just jumped well and gave him a good feel, so he went for it. And that's, um, you know, that's a lot for a young rider to, to be able to make those decisions, I guess, in running and, and, and go with them and be so confident with them too. Big day for Zach Purton, though, Ali. Oh, it certainly was. He's shaking it up, isn't he? Um, I, I, I guess the decision will be made shortly. I think he said maybe he's given himself an April deadline of whether he'll stay on in Hong Kong or come back to Australia. And I've, I've probably always thought that when he came back to Australia, he might retire. Um, but it seems as though, particularly from his riding on the weekend, that there's no reason that he that he would. And I think it will. I think it'd be great to, to have him back. You know, bolster it a bit and. Not that the Sydney jockey ranks need bolstering by any means, but it'll certainly make us, I would argue, the best jockey ranks in the world. What did you make of the performances of Artorius and Communist in winning those Group 1s on Sunday, Ali? Well, Artorius was like a completely different horse, and I saw him, you know, his racing pattern has always, always been against him with everything he's done, particularly with his campaign overseas. But it's obviously hardened him. He came back, and what I noticed Zach did, which I've not seen done on him before, was that he was really revving him up before the start. He was switching him on. We were standing at the 1,300-metre um, start, and Zach came in, and he was humming. I was standing at the barriers. I said to one of the barrier boys, I don't know that he's going to stop at that fence. He was absolutely motoring, but he was obviously just trying to get him switched on, keep him really focused, and that's exactly what he did. He, ro- he rode the horse beautifully and uh, did a great job. So I think... Well, well overdue win for Artorias and Connections. He's he's always had a horse with so much ability, but has always 
had it against him, just the way that he races. So big tick there. And then, of course, Communist for our other freedmen. So it was a good day for the freedmen as well, Michael. Uh, he was really overlooked in the market. But <clears throat> I guess on his form coming into it, he was stacking it up with them. So just a fantastic ride from Zach. I think the ride certainly won the race there. After the weekend, Ali, any closer on settling who you like in the Golden Slipper? Yeah, it's tricky. I, I mean, learning to fly, we obviously the one to beat now. I'm not sure if she's shortened any more for the Golden Slipper favouritism, but she she will be the one to beat. She um, That was a hard run, though. That's probably my only query is that maybe, you know, you never know when they have these really hard runs coming into it what, what it'll be like. But we've still got this weekend to come, and, of course, the horses from this weekend will back up in the slipper well normally we'll back up in the slipper because they'll get that valid exemption so that'll kind of paint the picture further but I was really impressed with Cylinder on the weekend so I was glad I had a tricky day tipping but I'm glad that I went against Red Resistance with Cylinder because uh, he was super and I think we saw a much improved racehorse in terms of his manners and the way that he presented on race day I went and had a chat to his strapper who's had him through the last couple of times and he said um, he's a lot more relaxed today he's doing everything better at the races so he's probably got a lot of upside too whereas you know learning to fly has been up a hard t- a while with a lot of hard runs so that's maybe my query so I'll, I'll move more towards the cylinder camp at this point. What did you take out of the challenge stakes won by Passive Aggressive just from Eduardo with Giga Kick, a flashing light run in, in third? And we have a question on the text line here. What did Ali make of Remark in the straight? Didn't like the way he had his head on the side going to the post. No name to that one, but what did you take out of it? Yeah, I thought he was sort of resenting it and laying in a little bit, wasn't he? He was he was playing. I thought he would be the one to, to follow in that race just with the fitness and a lot of others resuming. And, and I thought something maybe wasn't even quite right. I'd be interested to see what, what happens with, if they got him home and, and had a look. But he, he just looked like he was maybe laying a little bit and resenting resenting maybe the contact or the, the whip or I'm not quite sure what it was, but something wasn't 100% right, I don't think, with him. Certainly, though, I don't think Giga Kick will win. Uh, will win. I don't think Giga Kick will lose another race this preparation. He produced an outstanding return to um, a race that was dominated by those on speed, as as much of the day was, as we saw a, a bit of a pattern playing out there at Randwick. But he settled off the pace and he scorched home when he finally saw clear air. He ran the best last six hundred and two hundred of the day. So he was absolutely fantastic, yeah. and, and I just would love for Clayton to, to get another big win up here in the TJ because he's done such a wonderful job with that horse. Yeah, he, he was great, wasn't he? Uh, what, did, mm. what are you following out of the day other than Giga Kick, which I think we're all going to? <laughs> I think we all are. Well, actually, out of that same race, I'm going to follow the bopper. Um, the, he's a bit of an enigma, I think, the bopper. He's had, he had a really big rap on him early days, and he's just one of those horses that sometimes flies a little bit under the radar. He was well outside his grade weighting-wise, but he went an absolute slasher. He hit the, hit the line really well after getting back on the inner, running the second best last 600 and 200. I think he'll be really well suited when he gets back to handicap racing. So we'll follow the bopper, and then I'll also follow Kerwin's lane. I thought his effort deserved a better fate in the Canterbury Stakes. He covered ground but still managed to run home in the second best last 600 of the race and was the third best last 200. I just think he looks like he's in for a good prep. Thanks so much, Ali. Have a good week. Chat Friday. Thanks, guys. See ya.